Hey friends, I'm Sharon Betters, and it's such a joy for me to welcome you to Journey to Easter with the Women of the Resurrection as we continue with our Daily Treasure podcast produced by Mark Inc. Ministries. Uh, We have been digging into the lives of unnamed women who we could conclude, who I have concluded, were probably in the crowd of women that were standing afar off when Jesus was crucified. It's hard to even imagine being in such a place. And yet, as we look at the lives of these women, we can see that He transformed them in such an incredible way. It's not hard to believe that they would not leave Him until His final breath. So today, we're going to take a look at the woman at the well, and today's treasure is from John 4, verses 28 through 30. So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. Jesus' treatment of women shocked not only religious leaders, but also his disciples. And perhaps nowhere more than when he spoke to the woman at the well. Jesus and his disciples were traveling from Judea in the south back to Galilee in the north. Instead of detouring around Samaria to avoid Samaritans, he leads his disciples right through Samaria. He stops in Sychar, a town near Jacob's well, and sends his disciples to buy food. Suddenly, a woman appears. Jesus is about to break numerous social barriers. Talk to a woman alone, a Samaritan woman, an immoral woman. We immediately know something radical is about to happen. Our first clue is that this woman is alone, drawing water at the hottest part of the day. Women typically traveled in groups early in the morning to draw water before the sun baked the ground. Younger women either carried out this task or helped the older women because it was heavy work. No doubt, lots of chattering and catching up happened, making this job a little easier. So why was this woman alone in the heat of the day? We learned the answer in the longest recorded conversation of Jesus with anyone when we read John 4, verses 1 through 10, and this conversation is with a woman. It's hard for us to understand in our Western culture why this vignette is so dramatic. Jesus rocks his world by being alone with a woman, let alone a Samaritan woman. Jesus initiates the conversation with a request. Give me a drink. The woman appears surprised when Jesus spoke to her since Jews considered Samaritans dogs and half-breeds resulting from the Assyrian conquest in 721 BC, as we read in 2 Kings 17, verses 13 through 34. Jews had no dealings with Samaritans, as we read in John 4, 9, and if forced to walk through Samaria, could not wait to shake the dust off their feet. The Samaritan woman speaks boldly to Jesus. Her response to Jesus' request opens a dialogue that should never have taken place between a Jewish man and a woman, let alone a Samaritan woman. Once more, we see Jesus' inclusion of women as equal to men, included in his redemption plan. Not only that, Jesus is also revealing salvation as inclusive. It is not just for the Jews, but also for people considered lower than the low. A picture of pursuing grace unfolds as Jesus confronts contemporary social mores and pursues what others perceived to be unredeemable. 
Her bold response to Jesus gives us a glimpse into her character. This is not a young woman. She is worldly wise, and as we will see, knows rejection, loss, and grief. Instead of suffering softening her, it creates a spine of steel that will not back down from any challenge. She doesn't wait for permission to speak and easily talks theology with this rabbi, questioning his authority. Jesus sees beyond her facade and offers her living water that will spring up into eternal life. She mistakenly thinks he is offering her a quick fix to the problem of drawing water every day, and she wants that gift and says in John 4, 9, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Don't miss what is really happening here. Every day, Jesus talked with his father to determine what plans the father had for him, as we read in John 4:34. This day, it is no mistake he ended up at this well in this city at high noon. It is no mistake he sent his disciples shopping and he is alone. This story showcases the pursuing grace of our Father. This is a picture of salvation that is tailored and individualized, not corporate and generic. Jesus pursued her. She was not looking for him. Her salvation will not come through a church, a denomination, or even good works. Like so many of us, the woman misses the point of Jesus' offer. It's likely she waited until noon to draw water because she did not want to experience the derision of the other women. Drawing water was hard work, especially in the heat. She wanted Jesus to fix that problem and so missed the eternal gift he offered. Instead of pointing out she is missing the point, Jesus seems to change the topic and tells her to get her husband. When she replies she has no husband, John 4, 17 through 18 tell us that Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Yikes! Definitely not a seeker-friendly approach. Suddenly, the tenor of the conversation changes. This woman realizes the rabbi knows everything about her. Though the words are few, they tell us a lot about this woman. Only men could divorce their wives. This woman had no marital rights. She either suffered five divorces, was widowed five times, or a mixture of both. Doesn't take much to imagine the pain she carried, betrayed, rejected, abused, grieved, left alone in a culture where a woman alone could barely survive. Is it any wonder she sought out another man? perhaps just so she could eat and have a place to sleep. Sunday school papers and artists portray her as beautiful and young, but I imagine a woman whose lined face reads like a roadmap through a war zone. She probably thought she was in charge of the conversation, but now she knows that despite her immoral choices, Jesus does not view her with disdain, and he might be the first man who treated her with dignity. Jesus continues and tells her he is the Messiah. Just then, the disciples returned to find their beloved leader breaking every rule when it came to women. Interestingly, they kept their thoughts themselves, but I feel for those men. They never knew what Jesus was up to, though they probably began to realize he always had a reason for his outrageous behavior. 
Overcome by Jesus' declaration that he is the Messiah, this woman leaves her water pots, runs into town, and declares, as we read in John 4, 28 through 29, Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? Many Samaritans believed in Jesus because of her story, and many more came to hear for themselves what he was saying. As a result, they invited him to stay in their town, which he did for two days. What hope and encouragement this woman's story offers, especially to those whose sin seems too horrific to bring out into the light of Jesus. Jesus knew everything about this woman, and likewise, he knows every detail of our lives. How does such truth affect your relationship with Jesus? Jesus calls each of us from leaning on our own understanding and efforts to make it on our own, to see him as our Messiah, the only one who offers forgiveness of sins and redemption. Jesus offers us the same pathway to forgiveness. Will our blind spots, those sins we do not see in ourselves, keep us from experiencing freedom from guilt? And, O Father, open our eyes to those patterns, to those idols that we have made comfortable, those things that we do because we think we must do them in order to survive, even though they go completely against your word and your character. May we find the forgiveness and the freedom and the cleansing that this woman experienced in the presence of Jesus. Friends, as we continue to journey to Easter with the women of the resurrection, I know that God is opening your eyes to many of the treasures of the gospel. And I hope that you're being really intentional about thinking through what you're hearing, what the heart of the message is for you, and that you are being intentional about considering Easter and the resurrection, the pathway that Jesus walked as he got closer and closer to what he knew were going to be horrific, horrific hours on the cross. And yet he continued to walk forward. He continued to persevere. And what a message of grace he has given to us. And we pray that you are experiencing that message of grace every single day. And of course, as I think about the word grace, I think about the book Aging with Grace, flourishing in an anti-aging culture that Susan Hunt and I co-authored. You can go to agingwithgrace.online where you can learn more about the book. You'll find wonderful videos called Ask an Older Woman. You'll find supplemental materials that will help you if you want to lead a small group. Information about the Leader's Guide. Again, that's agingwithgrace.online. I hope you'll check it out. I'm Sharon Betters, and I look forward to being with you tomorrow.